Welcome, Omar. I am tickled pink to have you here and, and grateful. So thank you for joining me today. I The pleasure's all mine. I'm just grateful to, that you thought that highly of me. So I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Oh, of course. I have a feeling we're going to be learning a lot from you as we chat. You're talking about a topic that I think everybody combats, whether it's in business or life. Before we dive into your expertise, do you want to tell us a little about yourself? Maybe where you're from, what what your business history is? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm 48, and I'm a Leo. I'm I'm a Leo, too. Well, you see, I told you... Great minds think alike. Let's see. I, I'm I'm 48. I'm living my best life now because that's all we have is the now. Uh, I was an entrepreneur. I still am an entrepreneur for 20 years. Uh, master salesman was a financial advisor for Edward Jones Rep for four years, and I'm a, a guy that has overcome fear, overcome rejection, overcome every type of phobia you can think of. Fear of being unworthy. You, you name it, I, I wrote a, a book, What If It Did Work? Because we always focus on why things shouldn't work. And I know God, the universe, has made us in his image, and he didn't want to make mediocrity. He made us want to thrive. I love it. I have a, I have a question already. Um, Shoot, ask away. So... I'm 47. My Leonis is 47. And it took me only the last, I don't know, technically five years to figure out the stuff you just said about the universe and feeling good and the positive stuff. Um, And I found it through my recovery journey. Do you mind sharing, like, where did you get that from? Have you always had that mindset? Oh, no, I was I was victim. When I heard Tanya Harding a million years ago, when we were in our prime, although I think we're in our prime now, why me? Why me? That was me with everything. Why me? My mom and dad divorced before I was born. So in the seventies, so I, you know, oh my gosh, I was something different. You know, my dad didn't want me. Everybody didn't want me. I was fear of fear of rejection. I couldn't ask out a girl. Heck, uh, it took me a while. In fact, one time it took me almost 40 years to ask out a girl. So you know, I always had fear, fear of unworthy. And it just happened. Now, now I, I realized I'm worthy, but that was only part of the puzzle. Everything else I realized maybe 20 years ago when I started, when I realized I wanted more, I needed more. I, I didn't just want the crumbs of success. I, 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 I felt like I was here to thrive, not to survive. So where, where, where did it start? It started the day I was born. It's a journey to this day. Am I the best version of who I am? Yes. I'm the best version of who I am today. Not, not the best version of who I will always be. I'll be a better version tomorrow if God gives me an extra day tomorrow. And then that's the way we should all live our lives. If I'm the best version of who I am than who I was yesterday, then it's a win. It's a success. Wow. I, I, I can't agree with you more. And like I said, I just recently am discovering this. So I love that you've been, I guess, mindful. I agree with you. We are on our journey since birth, but maybe more mindful of that kind of topic. Um, part of why I created this show, it's kind of 
a spinoff, I guess, of my, my first show is about gambling addiction. And this one is my journey of entrepreneurship and how similar it is or how it relates to recovery or how my recovery relates to it. And if I did my research right, two decades ago is about when you started your entrepreneurial journey. Am I Yes. And, and when it comes to when it comes to addiction, a fine line, uh, I was almost a, a gambling addict. I mean, I went to Vegas one time in my life, one year over 30 weekends. Mm. Uh, that's 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 something. Uh, yeah. Uh, 21, 22 years ago. Uh, put it to you this way. I've been over Las Vegas, the city of Las Vegas. I even got married in Las Vegas because of um, I had. I, at times, I have an obsessive compulsive personality, as you can tell clearly if you go to Vegas that many times. And if you've been, uh, you're you're a platinum member of, of Caesar's Palace, and to this day they they give you a warm welcome. And it it was I, I've used addiction or close to it. I know the line, and I I danced there. Whether it was drugs, whether it was alcohol, whether it was spending, and it was um just uh. Heck, and this is something that I haven't really told anybody. It was to cover the hole inside me. And maybe if if I got this one fix, maybe if I had this one drink, is I was either numbing the pain, running away from my pain, or thinking that being obsessed and buying one more thing, doing one more thing, maybe double down, maybe... Maybe betting on the big LSU game. Maybe if I did one more bet. Maybe if I did this. Maybe if I did that, I I would feel worthy. I, I would feel success. So all, all I did was I switched that addiction. I don't drink. I I don't pop pills anymore. I I do drink, but one or two drinks tops because we all have that addictive personality, especially entrepreneurs. And and I focus that more towards being a better uh, father to my two daughters, being a, being obsessed over my finances being obsessed over being a better version of myself. Instead of drinking six, seven, eight t- drinks a day, I will work out two three times. So I uh, trust me. I, I know all about addiction. Well, you, you called out some important things there and thank you for sharing that with us. That's not easy stuff to chat about but you talked about the escape and the numbing, right? And I think that actually circles us back to the fear of the addict, right? Not wanting to look in the mirror, not wanting to accept responsibility with that victim mindset, um, not wanting to dig in the past because things hurt. Am I accurate about that? That fear would... Oh, oh, clearly, clearly. Believe it or not. And I was successful and I was always striving for more I didn't realize I was worthy of love worthy of and it all comes from here you know I, I was looking for for the the kudos the cyber hugs the acknowledgement not only from my mom or I, I would date women or marry women that weren't wouldn't give me those tools of saying hey I'm proud of you and yeah uh my journey has been a long journey, but yes, it's only been a year that I, I've, I've come. Believe it or not, I didn't realize we we're going to be talking about all this on as entrepreneur, but I guess it's a great episode. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I realized I was worthy. I, I realized all the love, all the happiness. That's why we started. I said I woke up. I, I, I knew we were going to have a great day because 
it's all within me. We all have that choice every day. I could have woken up saying, oh, it's a Monday. It's going to be a horrible day. But instead, I woke up saying, thank you, God, for giving me another day, another day to be a better father to my two daughters, a better day to be a better, make sure this podcast is better than all the other ones that I've, I've either was a guest or I hosted. Okay. So I totally derailed us and you said it politely. Yeah. Um, but, but part of why I don't script these is because I believe what comes out is what's supposed to come out in that moment. Like, and we're going to say whatever, whoever needs to hear. So um, I kind of believe that I used to get a little more crazy about it in the beginning, but um, so you're here to talk about fear. So let's talk about fear from well, first, do you mind telling us what you do? Like, what it, you're an author, you're a coach, but like, what do you do for work? As of now, I I, I was a um well, <laughs> I sold my businesses. I owned with my ex wife at one time uh, five franchises. Uh, after 20 years, I, I wasn't going anywhere with my life. I wasn't growing. And if you're not growing, you're dying. And the franchise wanted to move in a different direction. So we parted ways. And that wasn't what my purpose was. My purpose is to help people, to help people find their worthiness, to help people realize you are enough. You quit sitting on the sidelines, quit planning and planning and planning, because that's a fear. That's a fear of failure. Oh, I'm, I'll, I'll do it once I get all my research done. I'll do this one. No, just take action. The best time to do it is right here, right now. This is all we have. What better place than now? What better time than now? How do you get people to move the needle on that? Like I bounce around the country, the world. Everybody's like, you just go to these places. I'll sleep in my car. I'll do the things. And I've always been that way. And people. That, that's, that's the way to do it. You have to be fully immersed because you have to believe in yourself. You have to burn down the bridges. So many people dabble, dabble, dabble because they dabble because it gives them an out. They're like, oh, phew, thank God I failed, but I didn't go all out. You know, if, if you make it a must and you realize this is it. I, 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 could, I could be right now saying, oh, my gosh, I'm 48. How am I? I can't be the next Anthony Robbins. I can't be the next Grant Cardone. I can't be the next Brendan Burchard. It's too late for me. No, God wanted me to do it now. The universe wanted me to do it now. I don't need to be anybody else. I just need to be the best Omar Madrano, period. Uncle G didn't really start until he was 47. So we are I, right I on track. I, 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 I know we are. But, 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 you know, when you, you think of the, everybody stops themselves. I can't, I can't have the best hamburger out there because there's McDonald's or there's this, there's Fuddruckers and all that. That's just some excuse. Everything out there, there's competitors. Not everybody's going to believe in Anthony Robbins. Heck, not, not everybody loves Uncle G. I mean, he, I, I mean, I, I love the guy and, and all that, but there's plenty of people. Oh, I, I, I could have said, well, who am I to write a book? For many years, I didn't write my book because I wanted to compare myself to all these fiction writers. Well, that's not until I realized one day I woke up, the, the world doesn't need a next Stephen King or Chuck Palahniuk or, or whomever, R.L. Stein or anything. 
but the world might need enough a new Omar Madrano. And, and that's how I live my life. And, and when I hear people, well, how about my competitors or how about this? And any market, any industry, you're going to have competition. You just have to differentiate yourself. You have to give us the compelling reason why we need to use you and use your services and tell us all about yourself. Create a raving fans, create a base that people will be like, man, I love you. How, how do you inspire them or guide them to make those decisions? Because it sounds easy. It sounds simple, but I'm sure it's not easy. Like, how do you get someone to move the needle on taking action? You have to believe in yourself and your purpose. I mean, I, I, I grew up in a working class neighborhood in Miami called Westchester. Some people would say it was a real dump. I mean, I love it. I go there all the time because my grandparents are still alive. My assistant principal told me it'd be a cold day in hell the day I graduated college. How inspiring. You, you had two choices. There's going to be people that tell you, you can't do it. You can either go, hey, I agree with you, or you prove them wrong. I mean, the, the last stage I was on, the guy didn't even believe in me. He just wanted to talk about... He, I was booked to be on, on, on the seminar and all that. And the guy just gave, wanted me to sit down with him on a microphone and talk to me about the past. The past is the past. Who cares about the past? You don't believe in me. I could have done two things. I could have been like, well, I'll just write maybe another book and I'll, you know, but I, I don't accept that. That's just one person. I, I can either agree with him and go, yeah, you're right. I, I don't be belong on the stage or other stages, or I can be like, watch me now. And, and I tell people, have this, have the doubters, have the naysayers be your rocket fuel to prove them wrong. Plain and simple. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. You're inspiring like all this noise in my head and I'm trying to be good about it. Um, so there's, I guess, what, what changed for you with writing the book to, to go from it being an idea to now it being nonfiction? Like, what did that journey look like to get to a published book like you have? So many people said, why don't you write a book? Why? But it was always that self-worth. And in fact, I had to rewrite the book, the, the book, I, was um, completely different. The, the book was literally, it, it, the book is about, it's a business book, but it's a personal development book. It's a book, if I, a guy like me, I, I'm not the best looking, I'm not tall, I don't have these exceptional skills. If I can thrive, you can thrive. But the first, the first go around, the first, write, the first draft was like a sales book on how, how to make things happen and all that, because it, I, it was more like a love story to, it was fiction, really. It was more fiction. I, the person I, that I, I wrote the book in their apartment who, who said they were my biggest fan, but they became like the opposite. Who was I to write a book? I'm full of crap. Nobody's going to read it. It became a hater. And it, it, it dawned on me, you know, your, your, fan, your, your friends, your family, people you know, a lot of times they don't want you to succeed. They don't want you to thrive because it's their worthiness. 
They don't want, they don't want you to grow because what's in it for them. Some of our biggest fans, some of our biggest supporters are people that are complete strangers. And that's so, that's such a cliche, but it's so true. I I, I just hit 6,500 downloads on my, my podcast. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. And that happened today. So you see, we're talking about that, but I would have never thought that I could move the needle like that. Cause I don't even know 6,500 people I, I know. And it's people from all over the country. And I wrote the book because I just want to help. If, if I change one person's life, then it becomes two people, three people, five people, people ask me all the time, how many books have I sold? The answer is who cares? I'm more concerned about how many lives have I changed? Yeah, I love the ripple effect, right? Because I think I'm part of like Grant's ripple. He's my business boyfriend. And, you know, if I learn things from him and then share it. So so we're impacting even more than you know, right? The 6,500 are sharing it with the next one and the next one or, or however that spreads. So I don't think we ever get to really know how you know what those numbers are so i love that philosophy of who exactly if if i wanted to write a book to sell it would for starters be fiction because if you and i went to any barnes and noble two stories all these beautiful books and most of it's just fiction because people want to escape their own lives they don't realize they can write their own redemption story they they can write their own inspiring story called their life we don't need to escape. We, we're the masters of our life. We're the creator of our destiny. We're our own author. The, the, I'm on my 48th chapter. You're on your 47th. You, if we don't like it, it's like a painting. Throw out that canvas and start fresh. You want to make it a dolly? Make it a dolly. If you want to make it a Picasso, make it a Picasso. But we have our own control. So what would you say to those people who have, you know, six templates started on their computer or word processor, I think you said before we got on the air, or paper, like, what would you say to those that are started or the people who have been told over and over again, you need to write a book? What would you say to them? You know, don't worry about it being as big as war and peace. Don't don't think it's going to be the next fight club or the next carry or the next... You're creating something. You're creating art. When somebody tells me, do I like this particular artist or the singer and all that? No, but they're an artist. They're doing something that I can't do. So start with one paragraph, one sentence, one word, one one page. And you know what? Believe. Believe that you're writing to mass communicate. To, to either entertain, to educate, to do something. There's a thousand cookbooks out there, Italian cookbooks, if we go into any, if we go to Amazon bookstores or whatever, but maybe yours is amazing. Maybe yours is a little different. Who cares what the topic is? There, there's nothing out there uh, unless it's fiction and you create something, but you know, Hey, and if you want to write a rom-com, who cares? Boy meets girl, boy, boy gets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl back. There's a, 
there's we all know the formula, but there's millions of movies and they keep on making it, whether it's Hallmark, Lifetime, Netflix, you know, you name it. Keep keep on, keep, keep on writing it. Come original because it comes from you. So would you feel the same way about them taking the leap from norm traditional work, I guess we'll call it, um, to entrepreneurship? Do you think that businesses are a work of art or how to like oh yes, yes. Even even franchises. I I never I, I never I knew what the line was, just like when it came to addiction and all that. I knew what the what I could and couldn't do, and I skirted around it because at the end of the day, it, it was my livelihood. I, I did more marketing, more videos out there than any other fellow. Uh, Smoothie King was the franchise. It was great, great guys. But it, it was me. I helped build South Florida. My ex-wife did. They, they can give the cyber hugs or they can do whatever. But I, I know what I did. And that's when it comes to being an entrepreneur, do post, post, post. I say be like post Malone. Just post. Post four, five, six stories. You're 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 a, a plumber. Who cares about being a plumber? Inform us, entertain us, show us your family, show us, give us a compelling reason why we need to hire you and not Joe Smith, Joe Bob, whomever. You know, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, think outside the box. Don't discount. You know, discounting, we can all discount, but don't discount yourself and don't discount your product. Create raving fans, the best companies out there. Apple's not giving me 25% off. Apple's not giving me $5 Friday. Uh, Starbucks isn't. I I can't recall my last coupon. Uh, Harley Davidson, Tiffany, so many companies out there. The, The finest dining restaurants that are all throughout this country aren't like, hey, we had the early bird special or we have two for Tuesday. <laughs> but yet people, people, you need to believe in your product and you need to believe that you're, you're exceptional because we're all exceptional. Your product, your service is exceptional. If someone was just starting out, they wouldn't know that though, right? Like that's when I think the fear would start creeping in, don't you? Like, you know the best. You know the best way to to start a business or, or being an entrepreneur. It's called confidence. It's about being in it. That's the difference. Guy who has his doctoral degree. Oh, I'm teaching people how to get an MBA. That's all fine and dandy. That that that's that's fantasy land. If you want to be a better entrepreneur, you jump in it. You start out every day at zero. And you know what? Your competitor, I, I, I would tell my, my kids are 14 and 16, but when they're younger and we, we were, you know, knee deep in business, it's like we have, we have competitors and what they want to do is they want to make sure we eat cat food. It's nothing personal. It's just business. And it's your dad and it's your mom's job to make sure that never happens. But it's the fear, the fear, it, it's, it's like going up on a mountain and snowboarding or skiing. It's scary if you, you know, the, the first couple of times, but you build confidence. The more you're out there, the more you're into your business and you can't have the cleanest office because that means you're not doing your work. A lot of times we focus on busy stuff, 
because we're fearful. We're fearful of marketing. We're fearful of guerrilla marketing. We're fearful of posting on social media. Oh my gosh, people, I don't want to seem too pushy. (laughs) Too pushy? Grant Cardone has like six freaking emails a day I get. (laughs) He's doing six, seven videos a day, but yet somebody's telling me I'm too pushy on my product. It's like... Mm. Well, clearly you, you're getting my message. So you're getting my message across because I would tell people and I would tell my kids, if somebody at the gym, any gym that I worked out at, if my neighbor, if my kids, friends and their family, the parents didn't know what I did, shame on me. I apologize. So if somebody came up to my CrossFit gym and go, oh, I, I didn't know you guys owned Smoothie King. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sorry, <laughs> because that's my job. My job is to tell is to tell everybody, you know, when, when it comes to po- this podcast, I, I'll share. I, I share what I do, and I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to ask for the sale. Just ask for it. it. It's like a date, you know. If you don't want to go out with me, hey, sayonara, next, you're lost. <laughs> I'm trying to teach this to a 21 year old kid and um, I'm losing that battle. Um, Can't, can't wait two hours for the other person to text back, you know? Um, Okay. You you can't, you can't because it's like asking out somebody on a date. Maybe they're, 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 they're thinking of what, what's best out there. Hey, you know, cut your losses. You know, we, we keep up, we, we live in scarcity. We keep, we live in scarcity, not only when it comes to business, but our personal lives too. That's very true. But what if, what if someone out there listening is an introvert and they're going, I can't, I can't go out there and say, I'm an introvert. So this day we, we, we don't change. We don't change who we, I'm the same guy. I was such an introvert in elementary school. Dade County public school system, Miami, put me in ESOL, English for speakers of another language for three years. Do do I sound like I speak with an accent? Like English isn't my first language. That's how much of an introvert I was. I had my 30 year reunion and, you know, people are shocked. People have known me for the past 30 years because in high school, I wouldn't speak. I I couldn't even ask out a girl on a date because the Miami Herald would find out. Oh my gosh, Omar Medrano got rejected. But, but in the book, it, it talks about how I overcame rejection. It, it, it's, the rejection isn't a no on you. It might not be the right product. It might not be the right time. It's not, it, you know, it, when I was in a fraternity at, at the LSU, same school Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase went, and they... I, I I ran away from Miami feeling that it was Miami. It wasn't me being an introvert. You see, I'll always be an introvert. The, the problem, the thing is we have to stretch past our comfort zone because that's where the magic happens before. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm going to be on this podcast as, as a guest. Oh my gosh. Cause it was always like, Oh, I hope they never pick me in school to give the answer. Oh my gosh, they had me in the gifted program. I don't want to be different. I don't want people to think I was, I was a geek or a nerd. Oh my gosh, this, this, so much an introvert. We're introvert, extrovert. At the end of the day, we're, I, I need to pay my bills. I need to go pay my kids 
private school tuition. I can't tell them, hey, I'm in, I'm an introvert. <laughs> I, I couldn't talk to anybody. I, 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 you know, it is what it is. No, an introvert. Yes, I'm an introvert to this day. I'm not going to be. You might see me, but but it, it's like going way past my comfort zone, and it's like willpower. It's like a gas tank. After a while, uh, I'll revert back to the guy sitting at a corner. He might be considered a dick. And no, I'm an introvert. I, I, I'm not going to be the guy, the, the outspoken person all the time. I, I, I can do it, but, you know, it's because I, I, I know that's, that's a way to get an, a sale, to get a date, to get this, to get that. You have to go, you have to go past it. So being an introvert, the book talks about it. Hey, I, Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator, the movie, the first ones had more words spoken to him. Than I did in 10th, 11th, and 12th grade in my high school. Wow. So I, I know all what it's like to be an introvert. I think one of my favorite discoveries as an adult, I went to my maybe 20th or 25th, but things that we think are important aren't that important to other people after all. Like <laughs> I've used language as strong as like, they just don't care about us. Like they got their own stuff. We're not important enough to care about in some of those instances. Does that make sense? Like they're not going to yeah. remember the things we oh, remember per se. Oh, exactly. I, I, I mean, if anything, nowadays I, I went there and people that I grew up with, they see me as the business coach. They see me as the vacation CEO. They see me as the guy that wrote, what if it did work? But in the grand scheme of things, I'm the same person that, that I, I was 30 years ago. I just have confidence. Yeah. Um, all right. Help me out here because I lost my train of thought. I know I had two questions and I didn't write them down. Um, oh, I did write down before. I just heard this quote a couple of weeks ago. Um, and tell me if you agree with it, please. Procrastination is the fear of success. Wrong. Procrastination to me, fear of success, a procrastinator will eventually get it done. And you can be a successful procrastinator. I've I've done that many years of my life. I was the guy that if I had to do a 20 page paper, so, and they gave it to me six months ago, but it's due tomorrow. I probably start working on it today. That's, that was my college career. Procrastination, somebody that's a procrastinator they're not motivated enough. It's just like laziness. They don't have goals. They don't, they haven't found their true purpose. They're not doing what they were supposed to be doing. Procrastination to me is like hitting the snooze button on that alarm. You got two choices or really three choices with the snooze, with, with sleeping. You can hit the snooze button Wow, you're really going to have an amazing day hitting that snooze button, four, five, six, seven. You're going to wake up with like pure intentions. Two, put one alarm, get up, like what Zig Ziglar would say, and say, I'm going to have an amazing day. I'm going to have an outstanding day. Get up with purpose. That's a successful person. Or the third person that's going to sleep through it, wake up whenever. And, you know, they're they're victim. If only I was lucky, if only my parents didn't do this, if only, 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 but, or the, but, but if this would have happened, so that that's, 
procrastinate. To me, you can be a procrastinator. As long as you get, get it done, results is what creates success. Confidence creates success. The, the person that's going to write 500-page book right off the bat, he's not going to be successful because that's like a holy smokes. It starts with small wins. Write down your goal, your short-term goal. I'm going to write down one page today. I'm going to have three pages done by Friday. You do that Monday through Friday. You keep on stacking those small wins and you gain confidence. I have a blown out knee for ACL and PCL, but I ran 25 marathons and about a hundred halves. And no, I'm not athletic, just mind over matter. How, how did I do that? I didn't run 26.2 miles. I started one believing in myself and I started training maybe one mile and you start building up. That's how you do it. That's how you build. That's how you become a successful entrepreneur. You don't go, I'm going to have 10 locations. I'm going to have 20 locations. What you need to do is you need to be cash flowing positive on your first. And then you worry about it. Have one successful day, then two, and a week, and a quarter. And before you know it, you, you, you'll be a successful entrepreneur. I love that. Baby steps. So why do you think people are afraid of success? People have success because it's that, oh my gosh, how about if I'm successful and people don't like me? How about if I don't like myself? It's this fear of the un- unknown. Oh, or, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a one percenter. Success makes people bad. That's like the media portrays the guys wearing the monocle in the movie. Oh, um, money is an amplifier. The more money you can have, it, the better. Because it's a tool. You can help out more people. You can help out families. You can help out com- communities. The billionaire can help out way more than the person that makes $50,000 a year and is in debt, but is screaming about the 1%, the 1%, the 1%. I remember Howard Schultz, founder, creator, billionaire of Starbucks, was getting ready to run for president and he was thinking about it. But yet people were treating the man like he was Ted Bundy because he was a billionaire. Oh my gosh, he's successful. How dare he? He sold $6 coffees and he made this. He created this. Why do we damn people that are successful? To me, I mean, the guy, one hell of a story, everything about the Starbucks and the Warren Buffetts and all these people. But yet a lot of times we, we, we have this great shame I had this friend that always asked me, well, what about charity work? Are you going to do charity work? Are you going to do charity work? And, and what I did uh, on, on her uh, for Christmas and her name was, I, I made a, a, a donation, a huge donation to, um, to a cause. Is there, what about, I, I, I didn't see her matching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that, that, that's where so that that's when we get the socialism that you know that it's equal because the one percenters or the people that have success, the people that have money are evil. No, but that that's that's scarcity. There's an infinite amount of money. If you and I created a, a demand for something out of thin air, we didn't steal it. We didn't hurt other people. We created that, and that's what's. That's what's beautiful. Don't don't hate us. Don't shame us. So when somebody's fearful of success, it's because they heard from other people. 
bless you, bless you, bless you. They heard from other people. Oh my gosh, it's money's going to make you bad. If you're a jerk, you're going to be 10 times a jerk. But if you're an amazing person, you know, if, so, if somebody gave Mother Teresa $20 billion when she was still alive, she wouldn't be wearing a monocle going, oh, <laughs> I'm going to bring down, I'm going to bring down India and then the rest of the world. But that's, that's some bullshit story the masses love to say. Hey, it's good. I, uh, oh, my gosh. I prefer to be in debt. I prefer to live paycheck to paycheck. Oh, thank God. Thank God I'm not rich. Thank God I'm not wealthy. Wow. It sounds so ridiculous the way you just put it. But so many people are afraid. They're afraid of getting to the end of the road because entrepreneurship maybe doesn't have the 401k plan or the things that they've stamped as safe for people. And you can't, what about the weekends? You know, everybody's working for the weekend and we can't have the weekend off. That's scary. Not having a, and what about the three day weekend? And what about my birthday? Does that mean I might have to work on my birthday or have to work on work at nights? And people comfort kills more people than Corona, than obesity, than cancer. Because so many people, oh, I got the, if I stay here for a couple more years, it's like Louis Anderson in um, Coming to America. Oh my gosh, I used to be the lettuce guy. Now I'm going to be the fry guy. In a couple of years, I'll be the assistant manager. And that's where the big money is. And we were like, oh, I got my 4% increase, which is really just for inflation. You didn't, you didn't get a raise. Oh, oh! if I stay here a couple more years, I'll get two weeks off in a 401k. And if I work hard after 10, 20, 30 years, I'll be making so much money that they'll replace me just to make a quarter, a quarter number. And, and that was my mom. My mom worked for corporate America forever. And she's like, Omar, I hate this, but you need to do this. That was her frame of reference. To this day, I won't be successful until I go back to corporate America and strive to get laid off one day, like what my mom did. She, she worked for Bell Systems, AT&T, for almost 30 years. Yeah, I, I struggle with that, too, because my mom thinks that I don't have a job. Um. Oh, yeah. My mom, it, it, it was mind-blowing. After I got my degrees and all, and I was working for corporate America, and I decided, hey, this, I, I want a bigger payout. I believe in myself. I want to gamble on myself. I don't want to wake up one day working for a, a fortune, you know, a publicly traded corporation and like, hey, hey, Omar, you know what? Phew, we're going to have to let you go after 12 years because, man, we need to hit, we need to hit that quarterly number and you're just part of layoffs. Nothing personal, but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, people say we're crazy for being entrepreneurs, but the one thing I do know is not everybody's designed for being an entrepreneur. Because if you're concerned about the Saturday and the Sunday, you're concerned about the birthday, you're concerned because the beautiful thing about an entrepreneur is you, we dictate how much we make. The marketplace dictates how much. Tomorrow, as an entrepreneur, you start out at zero. Unless you're selling insurance and mutual funds and you get trailers which most people don't you'll always start out at zero 
And that scares a lot of people. It's easier complaining, working eight, barely working eight hours a day while you're cyber stalking your ex-girlfriend and your ex-wife on social media and posting memes about whatever political party you hate. Oh, that's so much better. And, and putting in, putting then, then, you know, oh my gosh. working as an entrepreneur. You got like this great sarcastic stand-up comedy kind of thing going. It's killing me right now. Um, but it, it's so true. And it is, it's ridiculous on, on both sides of it. Um, I know for me, as I'm listening to you, two years ago when I started my adventure, I had eight, all the confidence in the world, all the confidence. And last fall, it got to where my confidence was down, down, down. And it wasn't because of my thought of my ability. It was all that noise from the outside, the people that don't believe and, and all of, all of that, um, that made me second you know, guess. Belief. belief is such a big word for five, six years. We believed in Santa Claus. We believed in the food tooth fairy. We, we, we believed in the Easter bunny, but people can't spend five minutes just to believe in themselves. That that's, that's, that's what a lot of it is. You have to have belief. You have to have faith. If people can believe in the government for we, the people by the people and the balanced budget and all that, and still believe in that, why can't they believe in themselves? Yeah, it's a great point. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to share or that we should touch base on, Omar? I'm an open book. That's why I started when you wanted to know something about me, that I was a Leo or I'm left-handed. There's nothing. It's whatever. But being an entrepreneur, it's tough. It's rough. I, there was there was days that I woke up and I'm like, why am I doing this? And it's like what Winston Churchill said in the 40s. When you if you think you're going through hell, keep on going through it because it's all a state of mind. So many people are so close to success, so close to turning their business around, so close to actually starting a business, but yet they stop people are only one idea away from changing their lives. Everybody loves (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Oh, it's not a new company. Heck, it's been around even before. I'm I'm old. I'm 48. And the company's been around even before that. Oh, it it might have been only in the balls. No, they were everywhere. It wasn't until just a little idea, eat more chicken, goofy cows, created a brand that all of a sudden everybody loves and recognize. And that took them forever to get out of obscurity because it's not a new concept. But the thing is, we have to keep on firing away. We have to keep on believing that we're only one action. We're only one phone call. We're only one thing away from changing our focus, changing our life. I love that. Um, well, I asked my, my big questions and I want to thank you again for being here. Um, we went almost an hour, so <laughs> I guess we well, had a lot that, 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 not bad for an introvert, right? Not, I didn't have any questions. I, I'm like a modern day Chris Angel. We, we you see, we created magic just out, <laughs> just out, just out of nothing. 
when you know I, I didn't need to know I I I knew about the gambling thing I because you know I, I cyber stalked you before that I, I didn't think that was going to be part of part part of the questions but but yeah it, it was refreshing it was great and something I I didn't I thought it was inconsequential but you know anybody that's that's been there we we all we all have vices that we feel that we have control it, it's like spending people think they're buying the ikea or they're buying whatever a lot of times we think we own the vices and the vices really own us mm. Well, I didn't mean to um, go down that road. It's just recovery, gambling, all of that's part of who I am. So it shows up. It's all, it's all who, who we are. You know what? God didn't make us perfect. In fact, you know, for, for Christians out there, I mean, I'm Catholic, but even Jesus was imperfect. And he, had, he, had, he hung out with the most flawed people. He didn't go to Rome and and hang out with the emperor he hung out with we're all flawed and that's what makes us beautiful that's what makes you different that's what makes me different Bo- perfection to me is boring i i know i wouldn't want to be with the perfect person besides i know on my death date whatever it is whenever saint peter's calling me that to go to purgatory or go up down wherever and he's going to say oh my gosh you've done so much with so little but I will know that I didn't live a life with regret. And that's the one thing I want to tell everybody. The most painful you'll ever fear feel is not the fear. It's regret because there will come a time that we're too old to start a business. We're too old to become entrepreneurs. You'll be too old to write a book. You'll be too old because you won't have your health. And do you want to be there sitting in hospice, sitting on your deathbed, surrounded by your family. And do you want to tell them, was my life the best I can live? And re- regret, we don't have a time machine. So do do what you got to do. Live your life today. Don't worry about the past. We all screwed up. You were, You had an addiction. I was like, probably one or two more trips away to Caesar's palace in Las Vegas away from calling the one 800 number. So the past is his story, her story for you. Use it to motivate, use it to inspire, use it to move the needle. But you know what? That's yesterday. I don't, I don't care. There's no, even if you were a victim, why me, why me, why me, who cares? That's the past today is our day and today we're here to thrive and create the best day we can possibly do love it all right let's give the book one more shout out so the name on amazon on amazon what if it did work on amazon it was a top seller my my neighborhood in westchester people i grew up with helped me put it um i never thought it'd be a bestseller on amazon and, and I'm sure you would love to be on a guest on my podcast. It's also, what if it did work? Um, you can join it on my Facebook page, what if it did work? Or you can look me up, Omar Madrano, on public. Join. I don't try to sell you coaching. The only thing I try to sell you is a better you and a better tomorrow. Free videos, free 
everybody can plug. It's a community. Everybody can post videos. And you can find me on Instagram, Omar Madrano 73 and LinkedIn, whatever, omarmadrano.com. I'm like, I'm like the St. Jude. I will answer your question. I'm, I'm the patron saint of lost causes when it comes to being an entrepreneur, your personal development, whatever woo-woo mess you have or whatever business mess you have. If you want to shoot me out a, a text or a telegram or a fax, I'll answer you. Love it. Love it. Well, thanks so much for being here, Omar. Um, this was a lot of fun and I appreciate your authenticity for sure and your knowledge. Uh, thank, thank you for, for having me.